Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Yuri Milner and the Fellowship of Silicon Valley Science Influencers by Sarah Scholes Who are we? That impossible question opened the 2015 public letter announcing a well-heeled SETI project called Breakthrough Listen. Dozens of people, scientists, astronauts, and also a producer, a chess champ, and a soprano signed the note which kicked off a $100 million effort by Russian billionaire Yuri Milner to catch signals from alien civilizations. That quest, Milner and the signatories hoped, would answer that existential query. With cooperation and commitment, the letter continued, the present century will be the time when we graduate to the galactic scale, seek other forms of life, and so know more deeply who we are. This wasn't Milner's first foray into science funding. In 2012, his foundation set up the Fundamental Physics Prize, which passes $3 million and red carpet accolades to promising researchers. The next year, he set up the Breakthrough Prize in Life Sciences, and the year after that came an award in math. Milner has also started a program to send a missive to aliens, Breakthrough Message, to develop technology to find Earth-like planets nearby, Breakthrough Watch, and to send tiny spacecraft to Alpha Centauri, Breakthrough Starshot. Together, Listen, Message, Watch, and Starshot are called the Breakthrough Initiatives. Milner, who has invested hundreds of millions of dollars in Silicon Valley companies Facebook and Twitter, isn't alone in his scientific ventures. Joining him on breakthroughs, boards, and bank accounts are some of the tech world's other heavy hitters, like Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, Alphabet's Sergey Brin, and Alibaba's Jack Ma. In a time when scientists have to scrounge for every last penny of grant money, these philanthropic efforts seem like lifesavers, helping keep a select few afloat while others continue to flounder. 
But last Sunday, investigations into the Paradise Papers revealed that some of the money Milner had invested was connected to the Russian state. And that blurs the nature of the wealth backing the various breakthroughs, and has caused some scientists to question the ethics of accepting these prizes and participating in these projects. Beyond that whole authoritarian government thing, too, is the question of why all these internet moguls are so deep in on science, and just how deep in they are. The context for tech's participation in breakthrough stuff, specifically the alien-focused initiatives, goes back decades. Silicon Valley's interest in alt-life started in earnest in the 70s, says SETI pioneer Jill Tarter. In 1971, NASA published the Project Cyclops report, which laid out how humans could systematically search for radio signals from ET. The project was co-directed by Hewlett-Packard R&D lead Barney Oliver. Once Barney got the bug, he buttonholed everyone he knew in the first generation of Silicon Valley engineers and bent their ears about Cyclops and SETI, says Tata. Technologists... Hewlett, Packard, and Paul Allen in the 90s and early aughts, Qualcomm's Franklin Antonio more recently and Milner lately, have been seeding alien-seeking ever since. Breakthrough's web of web entrepreneurs is tangled up with itself and with federal space science. The intertwining starts, interestingly, at NASA's Ames Research Center in Moffett Field, California, just over eight miles down from Facebook HQ and around three from Google, and a hop-skip down the hill from Yuri Milner's $100 million house. Who knew finding a suitable place to live cost as much as finding aliens? Starting in 2006, scientist Pete Warden acted as director of Ames. That year, in an entrance interview with Space News, he laid out a vision. We would like to be a template for working with the private sector, he said. Under Warden's leadership, Ames's private partnerships flourished, and he brought the private sector's attitude, do it fast, do it cheap, to space missions, making Ames a leader in small sat development. At the campus's NASA Research Park, companies and non-profits could pay rent for space, from which they could collaborate closely with industry, academic and government partners. Among the current park partners is the Breakthrough Prize. Another company affiliated with a Breakthrough Board member, in this case Sergey Brin, also leases part of Ames. In 2014, an alphabet tentacle called Planetary Ventures LLC signed a 60-year lease at the NASA Center. This after a smaller-scale Google lease of 42 acres in 2014. Planetary Ventures now has rights to 1,000 acres on Ames, acreage that includes historic hangars just a couple parking lots over from the research park. Ames declined to comment on either Breakthroughs or Google's recent leases. In February 2015, Warden retired from Ames. He wanted to pursue some long-held dreams in the private sector, he said in his announcing email. Those dreams perhaps became clearer to the outside world after the Breakthrough Listen letter came out just a few months later. Warden, newly chairman of the Breakthrough Prize Foundation, would lead the Breakthrough Initiatives. 
Warden is flanked on the Breakthrough Initiatives board by Milner and Zuckerberg. That pair of billionaires also sits on the board of the Breakthrough Prize in Life Sciences, which the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative funds. Now add two more tech goliaths to the Breakthrough Prizes. Alphabet's Sergey Brin and online commerce group Alibaba's Jack Ma. Google and Alibaba did not respond to a request for comment. All four executives are listed as founders of the prizes. That's a lot to follow, but the point is this: the people whose wealth and all leadership determines what breaks through. The prize scientists who receive money and notoriety through the prizes and the research efforts funded through the initiatives are all wrapped up in search, social media, shopping, and each other. So, what's in it for them? Business people will be business people. Obviously, even philanthropic ventures for the benefit of humankind may have motivations beyond the altruistic. Google's parent company, Alphabet, for example, has a biotech branch, transportation interests, and general information economy bents, all of which are boosted by advancements in relevant research. And to make social media and search useful and profitable, engineers use artificial intelligence to extract patterns and signals from huge amounts of noise, and then figure out what they mean. And that's not unlike finding an extraterrestrial broadcast amid cosmic static and then decoding it. But so what if the Valley's oligarchs did stand to benefit, if indirectly from their scientific do-gooding? That's not necessarily bad. Part of the reason they have money to invest in far-out science in the first place is because they know how to bring home a particular kind of bacon. And ulterior motives, if they exist, don't preclude the mogul's authentic interest in physics, life sciences, math, or SETI. Avi Loeb, a Harvard theoretical physicist and the chair of the advisory committee for the spaceship-creating Breakthrough Starshot, sees the execs as having other-centric goals. Although, of course, one must ask oneself whether the funding influences his conclusion. My impression is that they support science for its benefits to society as a vehicle for advancing our basic knowledge, rather than as a tool for advancing technological applications or business-related goals," says Loeb. Their fundamental motivation is noble in that it resembles the drive of scientists more so than the motivation of business people. Tata concurs with this in the case of Milner. He's enamored of the big questions, she says. But Tata is an advisor for the breakthrough initiatives, and she's not free either of conflicts of interests. Luckily, an anthropologist named Michael Oman Reagan, who studies SETI scientists and space explorers, has taken a Jane Goodall-type look at the breakers through. In April, Oman Reagan attended a meeting called Breakthrough Discuss as part of his fieldwork. There, he says, he saw some evidence of scientific purity in Milner's motives. At a party after the discussion, or discussion with a capital D, Milner hosted a screening of Terence Malick's film *Voyage of Time*. After the lights came up, Milner started asking questions about the nature of time, black holes, quantum mechanics, general relativity. What I saw there was a person who has the same kind of wonder and curiosity about the nature of the universe that many of us do," says Amon Reagan. 
He just has a lot of money he can use to support research into those questions. In an open letter after the Paradise Papers revelations, Milner said the kind of collusion reports implied, that his investments were a way for Russia to meddle in U.S. politics, was false. The theory that we made these investments to influence social media makes no logical sense in terms of either motivations, actions, or results, he wrote. Only a worldview that sees my nationality as inherently suspicious could find such a fairy tale compelling. Well, Milner's money may be clean, or it may be less than clean. The same may be philosophically true of the other tech moguls' money and involvement in breakthrough. But unless the U.S. research climate changes, maybe sullied seed money seems to sound like the best option for risky research. If we aren't going to devote federal funding to science and private funding steps in to rescue the research, that's a situation we've created and permitted as a nation, says Amman Reagan. No funder, not even the government, exists in a vacuum. Traditional grant makers sometimes respond, for instance, to trendy science topics because they are trendy, or to scientific research with bonus defense applications. Hello, particle physics. But if the government comes to rely on corporate interests to fund research, that research will, in general, skew toward the corporation's interests. And over time, federal agencies may hand off more mundane, more crucial, less shoot-the-moon research to private backers too. On top of that slide towards companies' interests, there's the idea that scientists' work should be as objective as possible, beyond reproach, not just in its methods, but also in its monies. Milner's political connections have caused some researchers to express wariness about his funding. Loeb believes non-governmental cash is the sole way to do long-term, perhaps strange-sounding projects, like, say, sending a high-tech postage stamp to the nearest star at 20% the speed of light using lasers, because governments like safe short bets. Federal agencies are often conservative in their funding philosophy, since they are mostly advised by peer review of mainstream scientists, and they're guided by demonstrable short-term returns on investments of taxpayers' money, he says. The only way to pursue innovation and breakthroughs, according to Loeb, is to take risks, including, perhaps, the risk of financial and ethical iffiness. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.